the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And thank you and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Saida Collins. She is an amazing young lady, 24 years old, from Hayward, California, mother of two, recent fiance, you got to get the G2 on that, a daughter, a sister to many and just uh, just someone who I love dearly. Um, she's currently in her last semester of a graduate program and will be receiving her master's in school counseling and associates in marriage and family therapy. She also recently received a couple years back her bachelor's uh, in social work from Gramlin State University in Louisiana and uh, super grateful and excited to have finished school at an HBCU and feeling just so blessed that God has opened the door for her to bless people through counseling, therapy, and advocacy. So we're going to be talking about a variety of things, but one of the things that's so cool about today's interview is that Saida is part of her final uh, final um, uh, kind of final assignment, I guess you could say, at school. She has to do a reverse community resources and advocacy interview with me. Oh, my goodness. So I am um, so honored to be uh, considered for this interview and, uh, you know, along with Love Never Fails here. And so we are going to have Saida. We're going to turn the tables and have Saida interview me in a little bit. But before we do that, I want to talk to Saida about um, kind of the the beginning of this path to um, taking on counseling and and social work. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we had a lovely lady on, Andriana Johnson, as you all heard her. And um, these two, they're they're like sisters. So uh, Andriana and Saida, they're connected, uh, you know, in the spirit and connected. They've been besties for years and years, just like family. And so it's so cool to be able to have um, both of them on the radio show at different times to talk about their goals, their accomplishments. But I wanted to 
just ask you, Saida, um, tell me more about when this this desire to help people in this way began. Um, it's crazy. I was just writing about this. Um, I was emailing my, the director of my program about just how things aligned. And I have to first say it started with our dance team and mm-hmm. um, just coaching the younger girls. So mm-hmm. that's when I first noticed that the Lord was setting me up in, you know, position to be over the youth. And yeah. then me never really searching for these things. They're just always coming to me. So it started with dance. And then I got into when I first started college into my mom's school and I didn't really know what the position was, but I got in there with the school counselor and I started to work under him. And that's when I realized this is what I want to do. I did. We ran a program called FAM and it was for the minority students that were falling behind. So we had an extra period just dedicated to tutoring and um, guest speakers coming in and just really having that foundational relationship that these students needed in school. And I took them to San Francisco for like testing and stuff when they were applying for um, high schools. And we also planned a huge trip to Disneyland for their graduation. And sometimes it was some of their first time even going to San Francisco and especially L.A., So that's when I really found out that was my passion. I was just standing in the classroom and I could just feel my chest like burning like it was on fire. And I'm like, okay, Mm. this is when I, this is where I knew exactly where I needed to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so amazing that um, not only are you uh, on fire in this way to support and youth in this way, inner city youth or underserved youth, but uh, also your fiance is also pursuing a career as a teacher, right? Um, To teach kids. And so, uh, so, so cool. And it just seems like it's all around you. Your mom is also a teacher and um, and has been just one of the most beloved teachers that I know um, at her school in Hayward. And so, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's exciting that you've taken this on. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, your experiences, just going a little bit further, um, thinking about the youth that uh, you first you remember when you were in Love Walk. And so so just so for the listening audience, I, I, in case you didn't catch the interview a couple weeks ago, um, I started, you know, Love Never Fails actually was birthed out of the dance team that was started, which was called Love Walk. And that was started, I want to say it was 2005, uh, somewhere around there, 2005. And um, so what is it? 2000. Wow. It's been almost 20 years ago. That is crazy. Is that right? No, that doesn't sound right. Um, gosh. Yeah, it was 2005 right. or so. Yeah. And um, and what happened was we just, you know, started off with a group of teens, teen girls and started teaching uh, dance. And it was me and my friend, Renee Ortiz, who is actually, we're still friends to this day. She's actually enrolled in IT biz right now. She's doing it. She's getting ready to be a sales, tech sales leader. Come on, Renee, I see you. Um, But uh, she and I were, we, you know, we were, let me just, let me just be really one, like keep it really 100, right? So she and I, 
uh, used to be in the club every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mm-hmm. night. We, we were the dancing in the club types. And um, we decided, you know what, we're going to hang that up and we are going to teach kids dance and, um, you know, uplifting dance, uh, praise dance, dance that um, would show them that their bodies are powerful and that they are um, that they can have fun without it becoming over sexualized or getting into over sexualized dances or content or songs. And um, that was like a, a big deal for us, because quite frankly, she and I had been, you know, through some things in our life and and we had been we had been taught that the only kind of dance that was, you know, cool to do was uh, either to show off or to attract a man or to, you know, just, you know, talk about how I'm getting high or I'm going to go whoop up on this person or whatever. And the, just the songs, the lyrics, the whole lifestyle was kind of rallying around a lot of um, narratives and concepts that, quite frankly, were keeping the underserved and under-resourced down yeah. and not um, empowering us to do better for ourselves. And so I remember... Um, I remember she and I sitting down saying, we need to start a dance team. And so we, we just like, we went uh, at the time we went to our pastor um, that was at the church there in, in San Leandro. And we got permission to start this dance team. And it was maybe like 40 or 50 kids. And it grew very quickly to 75 kids wanted to be involved. And, um, and so there we had love walk. Then we started rooted after that. Um, which was for the babies and 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 for the and that was for the three to nine year olds from what I remember. And then the double when you got to your double digits, then you got to go up to Love Walk. And that was so much fun when they got to go up on Saida. Yeah. So so when we come back, we're gonna take a quick break because I, I wanted to set it up so that you could talk a little bit about the dynamic there with Love Walk with the girls that were in the class and then And then, you know, the kinds of things that you needed to hear, you needed to see, you needed to feel then. And then how, you know, you became a student leader and you started taking on Rooted. And you were also doing young, I think you were doing other, you were helping with some other uh, young people's groups as well, kind of shortly thereafter. And so I really want to drill down into how, what that looks like, because I think it's so important to show that even as a young person, you had you were empowered and you were giving empowerment to other people you were supporting you were loving on other young people and how you did it like what 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 did that look like and then how is how are you going to take that later we'll talk about how you're going to take that into your day-to-day practice as a you know clinician like do you see the importance of empowering young people to for you know in terms of self-efficacy and um, and peer support. So we're going to come right back and we're going to hear from Saida in all these particular areas. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. 
Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Saida Collins, and we're talking about community resources and advocacy. And um, we're just kind of going back to when she and I first started uh, working together with dance. Now, I should we should make this clear. Um, Saida calls me auntie and she's my niece. Um, and so uh, it's a long story. I'm not going to get into how that happened, but it's it's true. So we're, we're pretty much family. And um, and as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of hers and have been with her since she was a little, little. But what we're talking about right now is her involvement with this, you know, getting involved with dance with other kids that, you know, were having a hard time, many of them. Right. And and uh, and then that kind of from there springboarding into this awareness that there were hurting people, um, go you know, all around and um, that she could use her skills, her gifts and her abilities to be a blessing to other people, especially young people. And so I just want to talk a little bit about that. What was that like for you, uh, Saida, when you, um, you know, when you were in the group, did you observe things that, you know, you were unfamiliar to you, familiar? How, how did you, did you sense that there was a need for care? Um, tell me how that was, what that was like for you. Well, just being in a group with, um, a bunch of other ladies where we had a safe space where we could talk about things we weren't able to necessarily talk about with friends or family. And then also having that connection that we're, we're trying to give our life to Christ. So just having that safe space where we could all connect and then also having Vanessa to, you know, give us feedback or um, talk us through these things that we were going through, just created like an awareness in us. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was able to take that with me different places back at school or back at home in the family, just created like this discernment that I had at a very young age. Like, I know that this person is going through this because of some, something that might've happened at home, some type of trauma, just having that awareness at a very young age that fostered like empathy in me, um, Mm. wasn't very judgmental because I was aware of these things and I was able to have so many different friends. Like I wasn't just contained to one friend group. I had all kinds of races, every, every friend group I could belong to because of that. 
Mm, isn't that something? Yeah, because we had such a diverse group of of uh, young ladies and young men. We had men trying to invade our um, our group, weren't they? Uh, they were invading. They were, but then they started their own team. Nehemiah, remember that? Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, with with Elijah, so that was so so fun. Um, Elijah, go and um, anyway, um, I I just. When I think about some of the things that we talked about, I remember one time we had this one doc, one talk with um, a young lady and she she was like maybe 11 or so. And um, she, I was talking about, you know, how you could come up missing. And because this had happened with one of our students. Right. And one of your one of your fellow, stu- you know, students. Right. And um and I said, so you could come up missing. And I said, please don't do anything to, um, you know, uh, like lose connection with me and to please stay in contact with me. And and I remember us talking about me hunting one of them down. I'm like, I will come find you. Don't play with me. You know, and, and she was like, she loved that. I could see it on her face that somebody she could just imagine me like. I said, I will bust down doors. I will, man, city blocks. I'll take city blocks out looking for you. And she was like, ah, somebody come look for me. Um, I think that was it. And we all were like, you guys were like that with each other. You know, you were real protective with each other. And we need, we all needed to know that we would be there for each other, right? In a, in difficult times. So that that's, sometimes that's all that people need, huh, Saida? Yes. That strong relationship, a strong bond, knowing someone cares. I mean, that's where me and Andreana's relationship really grew. We've always been around each other, but we actually grew a relationship in Love Walk. Yeah. Yeah. You two. Inseparable since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you went to Grambling together and now you're, you know, she finished already. You're almost there with your masters. You guys are just little twinsies. I tell you. Our own um, department and we got mm-hmm. the same degree, the same classes. So, yeah, I'm proud of you guys. So proud, man. And you guys are, it's, you know, as women of color, you, the two of you, just beautiful examples of um, leadership. And um, you've got, you've overcome so much personally in your lives, you know, your families. Um We've overcome so much and look at you, you know, you're just a shining star that can inspire so many others because, you know, God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for you, he can do for them. Yeah. And uh, I'm so, so proud of you. So, so here you are, you know, you, you've learned all these things and, um, and then you started, oh, well, actually I want to talk about rooted, right? So you went, you became student leader and you started working with, with the little ones. Tell me about that. What was that like for you? That was very interesting. I know I'm, I'm more like, um, I'm into youth, like in terms of teens, adolescents, but at that time I was a teen. So I was still in a position to be over a youth and, um, that's where I first discovered my passion, just how, much the kids took on to me without me really trying or forcing myself and being surprised that how much they actually did love me and how much they did like me now yeah. it to grow in that like oh my gosh I'm not even trying and they're just taking to me <laughs> and I think 
at that time I was the only student leader um, before I think Andriana helped me a little bit. But at that time it was just me and four babies. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That it was fun for me. Yeah. And we would sit around in a little circle in the beginning, remember? And we would we would oh say a prayer <laughs> and we'd have our little devotional book. And I still have that book somewhere here. I'm I'm like pack racking it, but uh <laughs> I I won't get rid of that beautiful little book. And uh Tashi was in that book. Now she's yeah. 14, huh? She sat there three years old. Naima sat yeah. there, little babies. Uh, who else was in your your group? Uh there was huh? Adonaya was there. Huh, yeah. Um there were just oh man, all of them. Um Turtle, remember Turtle? Oh my goodness. I it started to grow. Rooted started to grow. Yeah. So there were so many young ladies and um and yeah, they just loved you. And so and and now they are 14, 15, right? And they get to see what you guys are up to. So that's so cool. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I want to invite you now, now that we know kind of the context and what you're up to, I want to invite you to start your reverse engineer at first. I was gonna say reverse engineer, your reverse <laughs> interview. And uh, I would love to hear what your questions are. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Saida Collins. And Saida is a 24-year-old from Hayward, California, mother of two, uh, recently engaged, a daughter and sister to many. As we've been talking, she's in the process of receiving her master's in school counseling and associates in marriage and family therapy has her BA in social work from Gremlin State University. And we've just been talking about how um, her journey in the clinical world began and specifically around the dance team that we formed uh, years and years ago. And um, and so now she, she is actually one of her assignments, final assignments there is to interview me. And so I am going to step back 
and hear what you have to say, Miss Collins. Hello, everyone. It's Vanessa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for, you know, providing me the space to talk with you about my journey and quickly interview you. Um, so I just have a series of questions and this will offer me the chance to get to know a little bit more about you and your agency and its mission. So um, before I go into more of the structured part of the interview, can you briefly tell me more about yourself and what it is that you do? Yes. So I'm Vanessa Russell and I am the founding executive director of Love Never Fails. Um, Love Never Fails was founded 10 years ago. Uh, we're in our 11th year now after one of my 15 year old dance students was uh, raped in Hayward and sold throughout California for a year. And uh, since that time, we have opened up houses. We have become a California certified cybersecurity pre-apprenticeship program because it's not good enough to just house somebody. You have to give them sustainable skills so that they can be uh, provide for themselves. And then we also do prevention education throughout the nation. So, yeah, oh, that's a little about us. That's amazing. Um, and you already told me a little bit of, you know, the background behind Love Never Fails. But um, can you tell me a little bit more about what is your daily inspiration to um, just keep going and keep striving in the agency? Yeah. On Saturday, I had the opportunity to speak at a conference called Brave Conference. And it was there were it was put on by the Bay Church in Concord. And it was there were 90 girls that were um, system involved, either in foster care or um, at risk for foster care, living in care homes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was put on by probation. My understanding is that Bay Church partnered with uh, Contra Costa County Probation. Amazing event. They did an incredible job, had Love Never Fails out and Community Violence Solutions and Options Health and Shepherd's Gate and a variety of other agencies. Just extremely well done. Uh, and they asked me to come and kind of close out the conference uh, with with a, a, a little bit of uh, just encouragement for the girls that were there. And I was able to speak into their lives and tell them that they're valuable. Matter of fact, I kind of got at them and I was like, you know what? Um, if you don't have mothers that are saying this to you today, I'm going to step in for them and I'm going to claim you right now. And I'm going to say wow. that you do not have you cannot leave here speaking poorly about yourself anymore, speaking down on yourself, thinking lowly of yourself. You are somebody's child. You are important. You are valuable. You are loved. Don't let anybody say that because you don't say Miss Vanessa claimed me. Mama V said mm -hmm. I'm hers and she's mine. And, and so we kind of laughed about that. And one of the girls got up to came up to our table she was 13 and she said, you know, I want to thank you because um, this is a 13 year old. She said, I want to thank you because um, I was molested by one of my parents mm -hmm. uh, last year or a year ago. That person is in jail now, but I'm hurt because the other parent didn't do anything about it. And, you know, I'm really hurt by that. And she just stood there and I said, thank you so much for telling me this. And she's like, yeah, um, I said, you know, 
I want you to understand, you know, because because I, too, was sexually assaulted when I was a, a kid. And I told my mom and my mom, because my mom is a survivor of trauma herself, she uh, experienced she got triggered and she went into a PTSD episode when I shared that with her. So wow. she didn't seem like she cared, but she did care. But she didn't seem like she cared. Yeah. And so I shared that with her is that sometimes our family members, when we tell them about traumas that we've experienced, they don't respond well because they too have been traumatized. Mm -hmm. So I said, you probably can't do this right now, but one day you'll be able to find it in your heart to forgive that parent that didn't respond well. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to find out why they didn't respond well. Um, not giving them a pass, but just it helps to know these things. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I hugged her and loved on her. And the little baby, she came up to the table maybe two, three more times. Um, she just wanted to be around us. And uh, and then finally, she she what did what made my day. And, you know, it's like these are the moments where I'm like, OK, I'm I could go to heaven now. Although, you know, I, I love my kids, so I won't I wouldn't do that. But I'm like, <laughs> I, I just I just these for me, these things are so impactful. She put made a little uh, card for me and she put a sticker on it and she said, the world never has support, but now they do. Thank you for all that. Oh and God. that for me is why I get up every morning is yeah. because of her. Wow. And people like. Her. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to move into the second to last part, and it's going to be more about your agency. Um, so the first portion is just what is the population that your agency serves? So we serve survivors of human trafficking um, and vulnerable community community members across the nation very much we're kind of a regional leader so we have an office in in Hayward in Oakland in Antioch in San Jose in San Francisco in East Palo Alto but um but we're kind of a regional leader but we actually do some things with our IT academy our tech academy IT biz tech academy nationally so um but our you know our desire is to prevent anyone who's underserved, under-resourced. So people are living in poverty, people that are, you know, BPOC, um, you know, anyone who is, um, has been previously abused, domestic violence, gender-based violence, those kinds of um, experiences are often precursors to human trafficking. And then naturally, like our core, core competency is to work with people who have been trafficked. Mm -hmm. That's mostly sex trafficked, although we do work with labor trafficking victims as well. Okay. Um, your service structure. Um, so we have, um, we do prevention education, right? So, which is um, not, I mean, it's direct services, but it's not, um, you know, it's it's working directly with youth like we did this past Saturday. Uh, we also do we provide housing. So definitely direct services. We provide 
mentoring programs um, for people who are being housed or people who are in our IT academy. We actually do the tech training for people that are, uh, you know, the, the, the population. So I would say we're a direct service provider. Um, and then we, but we do a lot of supporting and equipping of other nonprofits as well, because that's one of our value systems is to not just um, be about us, but to be about unity in the greater community. So we do, we, we're, I am the uh, co-lead of the Violence Prevention Coalition Gender-Based Violence Committee in Oakland. And as that co-lead, I am all about empowering agencies like A Safe Place, like Shade, like Adamika's Village, like um, Real, um, Real Pot Realized Potential Inc., uh, like Bay War, Missy. Uh, these are uh, agencies that are doing wonderful work in Oakland. And I want and, oh, and let me not forget men creating peace. They're all doing, you know, wonderful work in Oakland. And um, I want to empower them to do even more. And there, there's a whole lot. I haven't I haven't mentioned everybody, but, you know, the idea, again, is that we would all come together and um, try to make the world a better place. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I know you got more questions for me, so we're going to take a quick break um, just to get our uh, our uh, promotions and whatnot out on the on the wire here. But we'll come right <laughs> back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Saida Collins. And we, she is in the process of interviewing me as part of her uh, master's program for school counseling and associates in marriage and family therapy. And this is all about community resources and advocacy. So Saida, back at you. Okay. So we talked a little bit about yourself and your inspiration, the population you serve, your service structure. So now I want to ask you, what are some current successes within your agency? Man, that, you know, it's, it's starting to get really real. Like we've got a couple of ladies that are working at West Coast Children's Clinic in clinical roles and in advocacy wow. roles. 
And so um, super proud of them. And um, actually, they they share their testimony um, publicly. So I'll share it. It's Sable, Horton and uh, and Rache. And the two of them are just doing amazing work with West Coast. And we have another young lady up in Sacto. I won't share her name, but she is getting ready to complete her nursing. Uh, uh, she's been pursuing her career as a nurse. And so she's getting very close to that. So proud of her. Um, you know who you are. We have another young lady um, who's in another. Well, actually, we have three young ladies that are in um, in uh, Georgia. And they are rocking it. One of them is a life coach. Another one is very close to finishing school. She's a mother of two. And then another one she was working for, I believe it was a county government. Now she's working in an advocacy role. And, um, the, you know, they're they're living independently, you know, paying for their own rent. Uh, one of them. So we we implemented this program called Save to Live in the Houses and it's where they basically save money um, so that when they leave the house, uh, they can um, um, they can move into their own spot minimally or even buy their own house. And so one of them left our home. She had thirty thousand dollars in the bank. Wow. Um, the other one, fifteen thousand dollars in the bank. Wow. They had saved this up by working and by putting money aside. And so, you know, economic empowerment, we're really big on that because, you know, it's like I don't want them to have to depend on anybody like abusive family members or, you know, partners or whatever. No, like, you, you know, if you choose to be with somebody who's abusive or whatever, that's, you know, that's your choice or, you know, we hope that you won't. But at the end of the day, you don't have to go back to anybody that's unhealthy or unsafe. You have options. You know, and um, and then so that's some of our some of our ladies. And then we had um, we opened up a men's home and the first couple that moved into our men's home, um, you know, one of them was a victim of labor trafficking and um, his partner was a victim of sex trafficking and or his wife was a victim of sex trafficking. And um, and um they graduated from our men's house. They lived there for over just over a year and they can't, got into their own apartment. Um, they had money saved. And now we've hired his wife as uh, our case manager for our women's home because she had case management experience and a, a, a quite a bit of it. So she's doing a phenomenal job as a case manager. Um, and, um, so, I mean, I could go on and on, you know, in our IT biz arena, some of our students are going on to become customer service reps for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Another one, um, was, uh, working for a video game company and now is, uh, you know, at a, at a tech leader as a sales development rep, um, through our partnership with Strively. Um, and, you know, we, we, I mean, the amount of success, you know, economic sustainability wise, familial wise, marriages, babies, uh, financial stability, spiritual wellness, um, helping others. Another one we so another of our young ladies, we hired her to run our digital meetings for our IT classes. So she's doing an amazing job. 
Um, many of the people who work at Love Never Fails were um, recipients of our services at some point. And we just think like, yeah, we're just, that's our, our hope is that we can um, grow organically with the people that we are um, pouring into right now. So I should have asked, what are the challenges first? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Challenges are money, 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 money. Um, You know, it's uh, having our services in the Bay area is extremely expensive to do this kind of stuff in the Bay area. So, um, you know, housing, paying, you know, paying people a, a sustainable wage in the Bay Area is really hard to do. Yeah. And um, and so let's say you get a federal grant like we, we've not received federal grants, namely because when we put our, our proposals and our budgets together, they're probably they probably look at them and go, these are ridiculous. Like, you know, I could get twice as many people housed for what you can house for the same amount. And it's like, I don't know what to say about that. Like, that's the way it is in the Bay Area. So those those are some of our challenges. Um, and uh, but I, I'm, you know, God has provided for us all this while. And I just believe that we'll yeah. continue to be provided for. And we're, we're getting ready to open up and um, a home for AB12 for foster uh, kids that are coming out of the foster care system, um, 18 to 21. We're going to be opening up a 12-bed home in June of this year. We don't have the money for it. We don't have the licensure for it, but we're going to step out. We're going to do it just like we've done all the rest of our houses. We never had anything for it. We never had what we needed to like move forward and look at us. We've housed 188 people. Wow. And four houses, one for girls ages 13 to 17, one for men and their families and two for women and their children and 27 beds we have right wow. now. And so we're going to move it up to 39 beds here in June. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, so I just want to go into my last question. Um, so I've recently been watching like a YouTube channel and um, the cameraman, he basically interviews individuals who have been in the street life. And at this point, um, some of the women are choosing to go back into the life as they explain in their interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's not anyone that they work under. Um, yeah that they're just working for themselves. So I had the question for these women who have the opportunity, the resources, the family, why do they choose to go back into the life? Yeah. Well, I always say human trafficking or the, you know, if you want to call it sex work, cause I know that's the word of the, the theme of the day, yeah. that is the choice you make in a list of bad choices. And so people always like to say, I'm choosing this. And I say, well, what if I could get you a job working in an industry that you really liked that you where you wouldn't have to be with people that smelled or that you found repulsive? I mean, there is a reason why someone's having to pay you to have sex yeah. It's because you wouldn't otherwise do it mm-hmm. if you weren't being paid. 
So there's something about it that is undesirable. Yeah. And so if it, and if you happen to be one, you know, there are some uh, people who do this voluntarily and they get to pick and choose, you know, I only want to be with this one guy who's my regular, uh, you know, every now and then. And some, some people have it like that, but for your average uh, young person of color, who's in the inner city, it's because they're doing it out of some deep vulnerability or some deep abuse and trauma that has gone unresolved. And even when they're not being handled by a pimp or an exploiter, they have adopted the mentality um, and they believe that the only the only value or the only thing that they can do well is that. And mm-hmm. I am here not to judge them at all. Like, it's cool. It's totally fine. But let's think about what else you might be wanting to do. You know, you want to do something different. I want to partner with you on what it is you want to do different. And let's do let's explore that together and um, and see where it takes us. Thank you so much, Auntie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love you. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, we're going to come back and talk about ways that people can get involved in things that we're doing here at LNF. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, we, again, have just had a wonderful time with Saida Collins. Thank you again, Saida, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we were just talking during the break about a resource that she was kind of tapping into uh, called the White Underbelly uh, YouTube uh, channel. And uh, there's some very interesting uh, interviews there and, um, and ones that interview people who say they've voluntarily been in this life and exploiters. And uh, I welcome you to check them out um, as you educate yourself. I also want to make sure that you're aware that um, Love Never Fails is continuing to oppose SB 357. It has not yet made its way onto the governor's desk. We did have a chance to bring some survivors to speak with survivor leaders to speak with uh, the governor's office a couple weeks ago, and um, we understand that there was some feedback provided to Senator Weiner about his bill, 
which for those of you who aren't really up on what the issues are, the issues are that while the bill would decriminalize loitering for the purpose of prostitution, which would be helpful to survivors that are out there, right? Um, those that are voluntarily there and those who are not, it would be helpful for them to not be criminalized, right? Putting handcuffs and putting putting uh, police cars, that would be good. Um, but on the flip side, it would be bad because they're not being offered any exit services instead of police engagement. And they're not also not being, they're also not um, being uh, offered uh, the exploiters and the buyers are not being held accountable. So they're being given immunity for loitering for the purpose of prostitution. And so these are issues that continue to face our our state. And we, so for those reasons where we've asked Senator Weiner to rewrite the bill, to rethink these things, to build in exit services and to hold buyers and exploiters a- accountable for their behavior and Hopefully, my hope is to actually offer them some alternative uh, alternatives to buying and exploiting as well, right? Because we believe that there's an underlying mental health issue there as well. And so what we've done is we've designed a bill called Pathways to Safety. And so if you want to learn about this, um, you can go to Pathway, and that's singular, not Pathways, even though the bill is Pathways, but there's no S in the, in the website, Pathway to safety.org and that's p-a-t-h-w-a-y-t-o-s-a-f-e-t-y.org and so uh, check this out it is a uh, a coalition of advocates and survivors uh, survivor leaders that have come together to advocate for a, a stronger solution to that would decriminalize for um exploitation um, for the for the person, the victim, um, but not for the buyer or the exploiter. And it would provide some pathways to mental health services. Hello, pathways to mental health services, pathways to to better understand why you are doing some of the things that you're doing as a buyer or as an exploiter. And so check out that bill. We'd love your feedback. And uh, we we just appreciate and I think it's very appropriate that we're mentioning this uh, as we were just talking about mental health services. Unfortunately, human trafficking disproportionately impacts people of color, women and girls of color. And so if we want to be advocates for women and girls of color, we need to make sure that we reduce the demand for human trafficking. All right. Um, there's a few other things I want to make sure you're aware of um, that are going on in our community. Um, you can always just check out our, our Facebook page, which is Love Never Fails fan page. You can go to our Twitter, Love Never Fails 5, our Instagram, Love Never Fails Us, and our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. All of those page places will point you to uh, different events that are going on in the community. We also want to invite you to come out to our community engagement center between the hours of 12 to 5 p.m. And that is at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. There we have uh, uh, computers that you can, you, people that are underserved, under resourced in the community can use to check, check emails, to uh, put together resumes, to um, also they can, access uh, free clothing, free business attire, emergency resources like toiletries and um, and uh, food, a non-perishable food. So we have a lot of resources that are available there at the CEC. It is from 12 to 5, Monday through Friday, open there for the community's 
uh, use and support to support the community. Also want to encourage you to sign up. Although we have closed our IT biz 35 week cohort is now officially closed. We want to encourage you to sign up for self-paced classes when you can learn how to do Python scripting either through Google IT or you can learn to do it through Cisco. And you can do that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT biz. All right. Well, I think we've covered all of our bases here. Um, I want to make sure that um, we just say a few words of encouragement to you all and remind you that if you haven't heard it before or if you need to hear it again, you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.